You are listening to Easily Influenced, a weekly show where we unpack the latest in influencer news and digital culture. This show is brought to you by Cork, the UK's leading influencer intelligence and digital trend forecasting agency. I'm Lucinda, Cork's food and travel editor and unofficial drag expert. I'm Chloe, Cork's fashion and beauty editor obsessed with the deepest, darkest corners of fandom. And I'm Jennifer, Cork's culture editor and YouTube enthusiast. On today's show, we'll be discussing the launch of Twitter's first subscription offering, Twitter Blue, the influencer who broadcasted her wedding on Clubhouse, and ABC developing a new influencer reality series. But first, our weekly recommendations. So this past week, I've been watching... So first of all, I need to explain what I've been watching that's not necessarily influencer-related. But on YouTube, I've been watching lots of old episodes of... Do you remember, like, The Girls Next Door? The Girls Next Door? Um, no. The Playboy series? Oh, I do remember that. Is yeah, that on well, MTV? I think so. I don't ever mm. remember watching it. I didn't, I didn't, didn't watch it on MTV. But all of the episodes are now on YouTube. And I've been going through them and watching them all and then reading about all the conspiracy theories like online about how um like none of them liked obviously who you have now and that obviously they had to like sleep with him and stuff and that a lot of the time they would like drink and take drugs to just kind of get through it all um and that he was like abusive to like their lead girlfriend holly um and then like a few of them fell out because they disagreed on it and it's like it's become like quite an obsession for me in the last week um but one of them bridget she also has this podcast series called ghost magnet where she like talks about different ghost stories interviews um like ghost hunters people who claim they've been haunted um and it's really good as she has kind of like this spooky obsession with like halloween anyway and i really like her out of the three three girls from the program she was like the least problematic and probably the most just like there to have fun um and I really like her. And then she did a special episode. Her and Holly are like still friends. So the two of them did like a special episode together and it was really interesting. I don't know why I like it so much. I love the sound of that. That sounds really interesting. Yeah. It it's a really weird cool. combination of like themes. <laughs> yeah. And it's like all like tied together. It's like I go from one thing, like I watched all these episodes on YouTube and then like now I'm going to read everything online and now I'm going to listen to the podcast series. And it's just, and then I'm like researching all of them on Instagram to see what they're doing now and just want to know if they're happy. But that's great though. That's part of yeah. like watching reality TV is like the journey, like the post journey, which I really enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the drama happens once the show is finished. <laughs> yeah, that's true. A lot of those girls must just be like scarred. I feel like living in that house must just be like living in an actual haunted house. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Chloe, Chloe, what um, have you been watching? <laughs> okay, so mine like followed a similar pipeline in that this week I had last week off and I was watching like reality TV like on like United TLC and I never really watched that because I don't have that in my flat, but I've been at home. And I started watching this show called Outdoors and I became like obsessed with it. And it's about this family that have these quintuplets in America and they're the only female quintuplets in the whole of America. Oh, wow. And then I found out they have a YouTube channel called It's a Buzzworks and I watch all their YouTube channel as well. And it's very unlike me because I have no interest in parenting stuff. But like, I don't know. I'm like really rooting for this family. 
I love that you've come to the parenting side yeah. do you get it now like I do I do I get the big I never used to get the whole big family thing but now I'm like how are they gonna juggle this when Hazel has to have an operation and like Parker needs to go to like therapy because she's really anxious I'm like how can you balance six they've got six children because I have another one as well and I feel bad for the oldest one because like they forget about her all the time as she has five younger siblings now That's it's a great insane. show love that did you guys ever watch um Kate and John plus eight yeah, I did. Yeah. I used to love yeah. that. That, that also used to be gold. had a lot of drama. Yeah, mm. it did. Yeah. I always loved how dramatic their divorce was as well. And like oh the dad, God. the dad from this family in Outdoughted, someone had tweeted him and been like, I wonder when you guys are going to join the like TLC cast families who end up getting divorced and have other shows about their divorce. And he was like really angry. And he was like, you're just watching to wait for our divorce. You're going to be waiting for a long time. Danielle is my life. Danielle is my love. <laughs> <laughs> and like... We'll see, we'll see what really happens funny. in five years, right? Yeah. <laughs> I love not to, not to put that out there. <laughs> I hope they stay together. I'm, I'm rooting for them. Yeah. So what about you, Jen? So I've been watching, I feel like I mentioned her way too much, but I've been watching Julie Adenuka's YouTube series called Julie's Top 5. And it's basically like a music show where she invites guests to list like their top five from like an artist or from an album. Um, And I think it's a really like interesting format for people who are really like invested into music and kind of talking about music because it's just like, it gets really, really heated and it's sort of like made me like kind of want to play or like kind of replicate that format with my own friends and sort of like do like my top five of like one of my favorite, favorite albums of all time. I just think it's, it's so smart. And just sort of seeing all these like influences and artists kind of come in and see a different side to them. I really, really like. So yeah, that's my, that's my recommendation. How do things get heated? Like how does it get heated? Is it, it gets heated because Julie is very passionate. Um, and I genuinely think it's because she's an only girl that's grown up with like three brothers. So I don't know, like, I feel like she's had to like shout a lot and obviously make her point. So she does that a lot in, in the show. Um, so like if, for example, on her list, she's put a song as number one, but then the two guests haven't, she gets really angry and she's like, but I don't understand why you haven't put that as number one. We can't move forward unless that song is number one. Oh, So it'll yeah. be like the five, they'll have like the five same songs and they need to rate them. They need to like, battle okay. it out. So they present their, fi- their top five. Oh. Then they need to battle it out for the final top five which then it becomes Ooh, quite heated. I really, I like That's the sound fun. of that a lot. Yeah, it, it's really, really, really funny. And it's just, it's also interesting because there's some people on there that I just wouldn't think like they listen to a particular artist like that, that they get so passionate about it. Um, so I feel like mm. you learn a lot about them and their interests. Oh, I feel like it's a good game to play like at Spoons or pre-drinking. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I tried to do it on Friday, but it was, it was just very hard with my friends so (laughs) we just left it (laughs) (laughs) that's so funny so moving on to the first piece of this week's news twitter has launched its first paid subscription service called twitter blue in canada and australia and eventually they will um, extend this to the rest of the world. And this offers users the ability to undo tweets, manage their bookmarks and view long threads in a reader mode for around £2.49 a month. 
now that I actually think about this reading it, I, I don't really see, I know everyone was asking for like an undo tweet feature and like the manage bookmarks feature and essentially an edit function on Twitter. But I just, me for me personally, this is not enough for me to pay £2.49 a month for. I don't no, think it's worth it no, at all. I mean, I I don't understand what the undo feature is. It just, yeah. just me like you delete your, your yeah. yeah, just delete your tweet. If you yeah. undo it, delete it. That is basically the definition. It's just a different word. It literally says so maybe preview. we're missing something. Are we it says preview and revise your tweet before it goes live. With undo tweet, you can set a customizable timer of up to 30 seconds to click undo before the tweet reply or thread you've sent post to your timeline. Just draft your tweets better. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's encouraging laziness. It's just kind of preparing Twitter to become this place where it's like, oh, okay, well, you now have to pay for exclusive content. Because I think like as time goes on, they're going to create more like better additional perks that people will want to pay for. And I feel like that's going to put a lot of like your average user at a disadvantage, which I don't like. Because mm-hmm. not no, everyone can afford to buy all these things. Like £2.49 actually adds up when you think about it. Especially for pointless features. Exactly. Mm. And they're kind of, they're minor features, which I think they should just add these when you update the platform anyway, like you exactly. normally would. These are things that yeah. normally platforms update, you know, every few years or so. But now, and you didn't normally have to pay for them. And now they're making people pay for these updates. That just doesn't exactly. make sense. It's not worthy of £2.49. You want something that actually, I don't know, just just, just a bit better. Yeah. It reminds me of, you know, on Gmail or like actually a lot of email you can just like undo, you know, when you send an email and like you have Mm. like a minute or whatever and it's like you can undo it if you actually regret sending that email. Yeah. But um, that makes sense because you can't delete an email once you've sent it, whereas uh, you can delete a tweet once you've posted it. And even Gmail aren't making you pay for that feature. Like, what the hell? But then... A lot of people do use Twitter, so I can see people like paying for this. But but I who don't are know. the people? Right. Also, when you say manage their bookmarks, like what does that mean? So like, like put you them don't manage themselves. No, so like you know how like when you add or create your bookmarks, it's just like a long thread of tweets, just miscellaneous yeah. tweets. It's so that you can create folders and organize them basically. Um, okay, well, that makes yeah. sense. Which See, I personally would love, but I'm not paying yeah. for that. Yeah. I've always said I would like, I would genuinely pay to be able to do that on TikTok because it would save me so much yeah. time because I save so many videos on TikTok and then I have to scroll through like 50 videos to find something I saved, like yeah. a workout routine I said I was going to try, which I'll never do because I'll never find it again. Yeah. And plus sort of, we kind of use these platforms for work as well. So it'd be helpful in that sense. Mm-hmm. And again, like you said, for the average user, that's not something that maybe yeah. they would care about. Mm. No, they just want to tweet. Just using it for a social purpose, not for any other purpose. Yeah. It's very, very weird and it's kind of scaring me because I just feel like all these platforms are changing and we're going to have to pay for everything, which I really don't like because we shouldn't have to. Social media Mm. is supposed to be an experience where we network with our friends and new people and we shouldn't have to pay for that. No, I 100% agree. Um, And it's not like, you know, they're making plenty of money anyway. Like we really need to believe that the owners of YouTube, Twitter and all the other platforms are poor. And that they're struggling right now. <laughs> Very true. Uh, it's true. I and get I, it, capitalism, but still. 
But I get it in a way, like, for example, with super follows, which we mentioned in the previous episode, that makes more sense because you're subscribing, mm. you're paying for content of a creator, which I understand completely. But I don't, why am I paying for a, a platform? Like, how does that benefit me? The thing is, is that then if Twitter do that and they then isolate the majority of their followers, because there's plenty, plenty of people who are not going to be able to afford that, just simply mm-hmm. like Twitter users, they'll, there'll be another platform that will then emerge and fill that space. For yeah, exactly. So it's not, unless you're actually providing something that's like exclusive and like particularly people who want to who use Twitter for work and then use and they can pay for that feature, then fine, while still allowing the majority of Twitter and what it was originally used for to just carry on as normal, mm. then that makes more sense. But like, if it's going to isolate the majority of your users... And although I don't think this is, but it's like slippery slope, you know? Yeah. I think it's just because yeah. it kind of gives vibes that they're going to try and do something else a bit more excessive. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not necessarily like maybe this one thing. I just feel like, oh gosh, now we're like transitioning into, into something else. And I don't like it. It's just you- sad that Twitter went for so long, like untouched. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like I appreciate some sort of change, but not this kind of change. And Twitter's moving mad. Like it's like in the past, like, four months or even like three months it's made some of the biggest changes ever and it's like calm Mm. down Mm. i don't know why though because it's what are they trying to do what's happened what triggered them to be like oh shit we need to start doing new things because i just thought competition Mm. competition from what though from who who no one else is really i I guess clubhouse maybe but yeah there are plenty of people who still are more comfortable with you know things that are written down rather than audio yeah. yeah so you're still catering to those people I think it's both Clubhouse and Substack mm-hmm. because I feel like they've realized that they sort of should start getting into um creating a space for like writers and journalists to create newsletters mm-hmm. um maybe they didn't see that before but now they're seeing that potential in that and then I feel like both has sort of made them think okay wow we actually need to start catering to our creators essentially and then I don't know. They're just doing other little things to make more money on the side. I don't know. Tragic. Yeah, it's really sad. I don't want to have to like pay to hear someone's opinion. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's true. It's true. <laughs> opinion should be free. From one platform to another. So <laughs> on Clubhouse um, this week, um, so financial and lifestyle influencer Natasha Grano and her partner Michael Graziano, I hope I said that correctly, um, broadcast their wedding on Clubhouse to thousands of people and that happened just moments after they announced their engagement. So they, I had never heard of them until they got married on Clubhouse and apparently they met on Clubhouse, which means their relationship is very young Yep. And it just reminds me kind of this wedding on Clubhouse. Do you remember when Jake Paul and Tana Mojo got oh, married God, and like oh in a TV gosh. filmed it? Yeah. And everyone was like, it's And it was a just joke, so pointless. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just that exact same thing. Was that a publicity yeah. stunt? I think it was, yeah. But they yeah. were okay. they were married though. Yeah. Oh wow. It was real, but it was fake. Yeah, I think that wedding wasn't real, but they actually did get married. Yeah. Like that. They weren't like, yeah, they weren't in love or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think Jake Paul can feel love. Anyway, no, I don't, I don't <laughs> we'll get on to that. Wow. <laughs> we'll get on to that later. <laughs> that just took a deep turn. <laughs> I thought we could do a whole episode about them, to be fair. Yeah, I completely um, agree. But yeah, what do you guys think about the 
clubhouse wedding i don't want it to become a thing because i just don't care enough about people's weddings to watch them on clubhouse or listen to them i kind of understand a little bit in that they wanted to share their day with everyone especially when you can't have everyone that you want to come to your wedding so from like a private non-influencer perspective it's a nice idea Mm. Mm. but also you've then got like the added i don't know because they are influencers and because the people that they are sharing their wedding to are not people that they would have invited anyway. Yeah. Like there's no way these people would have invited their followers to their wedding. Yeah, it's true. I don't know. I'm kind of two minds about it. Like, I think it's, it's low key quite, quite weird. Um, but then at the same time, I feel like it shows how creative you can be on clubhouse because imagine trying to organize that via like zoom for example or so, some sort of other video conference whereas with clubhouse you literally just switch on your phone go in and stream it for like thousands of people to listen to and i guess like for people who are listening to it as well they don't have to do much they can go around go about their day and still be like feel like they were like a part of something which i guess if it's someone you really really like it's quite a nice feeling but at the same time i don't know i just think it's quite weird yeah. like you announce your engagement and then you're like, oh yeah, I'm getting married on Sunday. Here's yeah. a clubhouse link if you want to RSVP. Like, that's so weird. And it's so clickbaity and just mm. yeah. Like, but I feel like that maybe sums up their entire relationship because obviously they've only yeah. been going out for five, mm. five months. They obviously met on clubhouse. The majority of their relationship has been documented on social media and it just seems like they can't reach another milestone without it. Like they've begun, yeah. they've continued and now they have to like, everything that they do in the future has now got to be broadcasted for everyone. Yeah. I wonder if she'll give birth one day on Clubhouse. <laughs> Live on Clubhouse. <laughs> it's just her screaming. <laughs> Didn't someone do that on Facebook like years ago? Probably. Probably. Someone's done it. I mean, I like Kourtney Kardashian filmed her birth. Like, yeah. It happens. Oh my gosh, yeah. I mean, loads of the parenting influencers, they'll share like videos and stuff, but a lot of them get taken down on Instagram. Because mm. a lot of them complain about it because of their like weird, you know, rules. <laughs> so we could be seeing a lot more from this couple then on Clubhouse. They're going to be. We could do. Are they going to document their honeymoon? Are they going to like? That's why creepy. Are they gonna go on? That, that would be weird. <laughs> that is so creepy. But imagine if like, like they broadcasted the wedding. And then like, you know, and they're like, oh, does anyone object to this marriage? <laughs> and then someone was like, I do. Do you know how amazing that would be? It's like be live so reality good. TV. That would be so how funny. How do you even know if it's real though? Like they could just that all be true. fake. Like you don't know what's real and what's not. That is very true. I really wanted to tune in, but I forgot about it. Because it could be a whole dramatized version and it could just be like, psych, not real. <laughs> JK. Oh my god, imagine if they did a whole life like that. They have this whole fake like clubhouse life. We follow them through it for like oh 20 years. Oh my god. And then they're like, we were never even together. Oh my god. Okay. It's like an audio reality TV series. Yeah. Do you think do you think <laughs> that would work? Idea. Yeah. Do you yeah. think that format would work? Because you're not a seeing of, it. A lot of dedication, but yeah. Mm, yeah. Why not? I reckon that there there are other marriages that are definitely fake and they're not making any money off that. I think we just came with a great idea. I think we, I think maybe we need to talk to a production team. Yeah, this could be a yeah a whole a whole TV show. It could be a yeah series. maybe even 
maybe even like appeal to Clubhouse's creator fund so we can get some money. <laughs> yeah, put it together. Put it who together. wants to who wants to offer themselves up? <laughs> <laughs> I would hate that so much. I would hate it as well. Sorry. <laughs> I mean it depends on how much we're getting paid. <laughs> I'll do that money. I could overcome yeah. it. <laughs> and also you don't have to like once the cameras are off, like you can live your life, surely. Yeah. It's true. And actually this is something I would probably lean more towards because I hate visual stuff, but like, I don't mind like people hearing my voice. Mm. So I'd actually be up for that. Yeah. It'd be so funny. You'd be it, in like a shop and people would hear your voice. Like that's Jen. Oh, off, like, Jen yeah. I don't know what the show's called, but they'd recognize you. Off Clubhouse <laughs> Island or I don't know, like <laughs> Club Island. <laughs> Club Island. Oh, I love that. I love that. Oh my gosh, Clubhouse is going to be so interesting when Love House, not Love House, when Love, <laughs> when Love, when Love Island, Island starts. It will be. I think there's going to be a lot of rooms and commentary, and if not on Clubhouse, on Twitter Spaces, definitely. Oh yeah, I mean. I can't wait for Love, Love Island commentary again. Same, I think it's so going to be great. I feel like, because I remember like there were like podcasts that were kind of popping up, but I think like an after show live commentary would work mm. so well. That's the best bit about Love Island anyway, is hearing what people have to say about it afterwards. Yeah. Exactly. From one potential TV programme idea, <laughs> hit us up Clubhouse, um, to one that's actually going ahead. So the broadcast service ABC is reportedly developing an influencer reality series called Follow Me which will see aspiring creators compete in various challenges to build their following. Um, and the winner will then receive a cash prize, a new car and potential brand deals with partners, partnered sponsors. So in my mind, this is going to be like a cross between a little bit of like Love Island, um, like challenges, but then The Apprentice, but they're all influencers. Yeah. Because it's going to be like, apparently it's going to be like business challenges. So like they have to like try and come up, I guess, with like the best sponsored Instagram post or like YouTube video idea, Um, which would be really interesting. And actually it would be, it is very cringe, but it will be interesting to see like the behind the scenes of how Mm. influencers actually think about doing these things. And like, is it as easy as it looks or as hard or... Or what? How much effort actually goes into a post that they can then charge, you know, mm. up to like thousands of pounds for? And also how desperate will these people be to become a successful influencer? Like what lengths will they go to? That's mm. That is true. Oh, it might true. be like, so it's like Love Island, The Apprentice, and a little bit of like, I'm a celebrity, you know, and they do like yeah. disgusting things. Yeah. It reminds me of like, like my Sweet 16 era MTV, the show I did as yeah Mm. i actually think i'm gonna enjoy it (laughs) i just hope though that it's more like it's widespread and it's not dedicated to just one sector because like with i don't want to say his name but with the guy that's come into a lot of controversies (laughs) recently when he launched his show um what's it called influencer i can't remember blocked it from my mind Oh my gosh. Well, his influencer series, I've completely forgotten what it's called. I was in a like instant influencer. Um, it was very much focused on beauty YouTubers, which I mean, is really cool, but it's like, you know, there's loads of different areas that I would have, I would have liked to have seen. Yeah. Mm. I think that, I think that's true. I think it'll be really fun as well as a viewer to watch like a beauty influencer take part in, um, 
like a food challenge or like something that's completely out of this outside of their comfort zone because it's just it'll either be mm. boring if they're just giving them challenges that they yeah. they know they're going to be good at yeah i want i want to see them struggle yeah and also that happens in real life like you know mm. there are times where you do like brands who you might like brands will want to work with a beauty influencer and they might not necessarily be a beauty brand they could be like a sky for example you know so i think it kind of shows how experimental you as a person can be to cater to that brand mm, that might be out of definitely zone. it'll open yeah. so many doors for you and also from a brand's perspective you're like doubling your audience essentially like because you're catering to like their normal audience of like beauty people but also potentially people who are into whatever yeah. the brand is it mm. kind of reminds you though do you remember on the x factor when they used to take like singers of a very, very like specific genre and yet they make them all each week do something like completely <laughs> out of their comfort zone and it's like why are you making this like I don't know yeah like, that's a, a very I'm... like rock kind of guy do like a musical week and they go like, oh you seemed quite awkward this week yeah <laughs> I wonder why <laughs> and then they're like you have to leave now you have yeah. been voted off yeah. just because you just weren't relaxed enough yeah and it's like mm. but I like that adapt adapt mm. and grow that's true I do hope, like, I don't know. I feel like it has potential. I just don't want it to look as though, like, I don't want it to sort of mock or ridicule the lengths that a lot of influencers have to go to to build a really yeah. sustainable and successful brand. Because I do feel like there's a lot of, like, hate towards yeah. influencers. And I, I, I'm not counting on these, like, reality shows to sort of help change that perspective. So, no, I yeah. 100% believe it's going to be trash. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they're really dumb it all down and it'll basically yeah. be at the end of it, like, look how pathetic this person was. Yeah. They did it. Now they're exactly. going to be an influencer, like, ha ha ha. Yeah, yeah. The only reason, like, a part of, like, why people will be watching these programs is to laugh at them and they're going to exactly. play, they're going to play into that. That's what they want people to do, which is sad because it's not even reflective of, like, the whole influencing space because there's so many different kinds and, I don't know. I think it's all going to be the sort, same sort of influencer, even if it's not like a beauty person. It's going to be like all young, young people. Mm. The but, way um, I see it, because it's American, I imagine it to be a very specific breed of like American theme. You know, you know, like the kind who just go on like reality shows, like The Bachelor and stuff. Yeah, I think yeah. that's the kind of person they're going to pick. <sighs> that's such a shame because there's so many good like American influencers. I want to see the mother of one of these massive Christian families whose That'd whole really content funny. is just making like a hundred freezer meals in a day. I want her to go on it. I think that'd be hilarious. Mm. I want the I want the politics between her and then like <laughs> a very different person. I don't know. And then have like the categories of like the over 40s or something i don't know like they did with, oh, X, like an X, Factor. with like they did with X Factor, literally like do you remember when we were younger we were like oh my gosh they're over 25 so old yeah oh. and now we're over 25 in that, we're in that category pretty much yeah. i have two months left of being young enough to be a pop star guys and then, then i'm too old apparently oh my gosh well i guess we'll have to have to see we've got a lot of um influencer based reality tv shows coming out this year i think there'll be so many more as well i can imagine it being like a whole genre of reality tv which is coming and it'll be the influencers not the kardashians is dying i feel like Mm. there's gonna be so many shows trying to be like the demelio one like trying to be the new keeping up with kardashians yeah yeah 
we'll have to see if anyone can take their place. I reckon no one can. And then in three years, they'll just come back again. Well, they are coming back. They've already confirmed it. They have oh, a new show then. coming on um, Disney Plus's Star Network. So. Yeah. Which I didn't, I, I was really confused. <laughs> so, like, they made such a big deal about it being yeah. meant. Yeah. They need to just let it breathe. Come back in like 10 years. And we can be like, wow, what's yeah. Chris doing now? And they tried to make it seem like, yeah, like it's more through the perspective of Chris Jenner or something like, and her family. And I was like, that's the same thing. That's the exact same thing it was pitched <laughs> at the beginning. To be fair, I would watch a show, if it was literally just showing me what Chris Jenner does on a daily basis, I would be so interested to see that. Like actually like business-wise, what Chris mm. Jenner does. Uh, that that would be interesting. Too. That'd be really, really interesting. I would love that. But unfortunately, is she, she ever going to reveal, reveal those that. secrets? No. Because... <laughs> Never. Then we'd all be billionaires, you know? Very true. Yep. So, welcome to another week of Like, Subscribe, Block. And in this week's lineup, we have some controversial figures from YouTube. So, on the list is PewDiePie, KSI, or Jake Paul. So, Lucinda. Starting with you. <laughs> I've been thinking about this all episode. It's been at the back of my mind. And I think I've come to a decision. And it's going to, I don't know, I feel like it's going to ruffle some feathers. But, but, you know, but look at what I'm working with here. Okay, we've got to play the game. Mm-hmm. I want to put on record that I'm not a fan of any of them for various different reasons. Um, but some are more terrible than others. So the person that I'm going to subscribe to, because I think he's the least terrible out of the three, is KSI. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't ever watch his content. I'm not the biggest fan of him, but there are, he's not, he's not, I don't think he's a bad person. Yeah. Um, and some of the stuff that he does with the side man is very funny and like, I'm happy to watch it, especially when he's part of a group. So yeah, I'm picking him to subscribe to. The like was the hardest, I think, okay. for me, <laughs> because PewDiePie and Jake Paul are both terrible, <laughs> terrible, terrible people. Yep. Um, so I'm oh basing gosh, that's it. Really hard. It is really hard. It's it, the KSI thing. I think is it's relatively easy to pick him as yeah. the, the best. But in terms of who's the worst, and not even who's the worst, they're both terrible. But like who's the least worst? Yeah, um, two really awful people. Um, so I'm basing this purely on the kind of content they make. So I want okay. this out there that I both think they're terrible. Not condoning anything that either one of them has ever done or said. But if in terms of who I would have to like watch, I would probably pick PewDiePie just because I do like gaming videos and I yeah. would watch gaming videos. Mm-hmm. Whereas I can't think of a single thing that Jake Paul has done that I would actually watch, mm-hmm. regardless of like who he is as a person, because I feel like actually a lot of his content is just based on those controversies that also mm-hmm. make him bad. Whereas at least PewDiePie, I mean, you said some terrible, terrible things, but there are some videos which you can watch and on their own they're not bad like yeah they're not bad and yeah he's got some all right gaming skills obviously (laughs) (laughs) i mean i should hope so he's only like the second most followed guy on youtube (laughs) yeah he is so i'm gonna go subscribe ksi like pewdiepie and i'm blocking jake paul but if it was my way i would like ksi and block the other two and just throw them in the bin (laughs) nice yeah (laughs) what about you chloe so similarly, I'm going to subscribe to KSI just because I've never really watched the videos properly, but whenever I've seen them, I do find him quite funny. Mm. Uh, again, I, I would never actually sit down to watch any of these three. Like, it's not my kind of content. Um, 
I think, um, oh my God, I don't know. PewDiePie <laughs> um, and Jake Paul are actually really hard. I didn't realise this. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I am also going to have to like PewDiePie. Again, mostly just because of the gaming stuff. And like, you could easily just like, like if you watch one of his videos and muted it, like, yeah. <laughs> like there'd still be something there. Whereas if you put on like, like a Jake Paul video and you muted it, then you're just watching this really annoying man just like really close to the camera for like mm. half an hour. Yeah. And I don't want to look at his face. Whereas PewDiePie's normally small in the corner. So you can That's like very true. him. Um, so I'm going to have to block Jake Paul. Although I probably have to check. I'm not actually subscribed to Jake Paul because I used to tutor, well, I still <gasps> tutor him. And whenever I'd go to his house, I'd go to the bathroom. He'd like subscribe to PewDiePie, Jake Paul, Logan Paul, all these like annoying, like every kind of annoying male YouTuber you can think of. Oh, wow. And it got to a point where I had to just stop like unsubscribing because the next week I'd be subscribed again. And it was a oh, wow. endless battle. So maybe I'll be like purposely unsubscribing <laughs> after the session to make a point <laughs> wow cheeky little boy i know <laughs> he's quick as well i'd be up there for like a minute and i'd come back down he'd be sat there doing his work and then children honestly uh, um so i think mine's pretty much going to go the same way as you guys because as you guys know, I've shared with you that I watch <laughs> Sidemen occasionally and I ended up watching another one yesterday because it was really good. It was one of those 100 versus um, 10,000 hotel. I just really like that format. Um, I think Sidemen create really cool, engaging content and obviously KSI is a part of that. And also um, through watching one of their videos, I learned that he actually doesn't earn any revenue from his YouTube videos, which I find really interesting because he posts like about five times a week or four or five times a week. And I, you can just tell he just really likes YouTube and creating YouTube and I just respect him for that. But um, I find him as a person quite a lot. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the best way to describe <laughs> yeah, it. Like, yeah. Like, I, yeah. Um, so I would subscribe to KSI. Um, I would like PewDiePie because I, again, on my quest to understand why people like these kind of YouTubers, um, I found he does this sort of format where he reacts to this channel that I like to watch called Jubilee. Um, and I just thought like that, oh, okay, that's kind of interesting. So I feel like I could like watch that, but I find his voice very annoying. Um, so maybe with like subtitles and him muted. Um <laughs> And then I would block Jake Paul because I actually despise him. So yeah, that, that's that's it. <laughs> that's a resounding block. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, straight up, we're subscribing to KSI. Mm-hmm. We are liking, we're liking <laughs> PewDiePie. <laughs> Yay! And we are blocking Jake Paul. I mean... That's saying a lot. I think that really, if anyone, if anyone's listening to this and you still don't understand why we don't like Jake Paul, just like bear in mind that we have liked PewDiePie over him. Yeah. We have picked exactly. him over Jake Paul. That is saying a lot. Exactly. There are, there's nothing in Jake Paul's content that I think is substantial or engaging or interesting. I just yeah. think it is very childish. And I also didn't like how you know when he had the whole team 10 thing i really mm. didn't like how he treated like fellow youtubers in that content no it was disgusting so he's i not, personally don't not. like to watch stuff like that not a good person his content is just noise 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, there it is. There is nothing else to it. And him always grabbing the camera to like be put on him. Like, we don't want to see you. No, we don't. <laughs> we just... really don't. Yeah. What's that then? <laughs> Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with more news, thoughts, and insights from the influencer space. But until then, don't forget to like, subscribe, and follow us for more on Instagram at underscore easily influenced and at Cork Studio. See you soon.